You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, what is up, 49ers fans? And welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm so happy to be with you guys today. And here's the deal. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I'm coming out the gate. This is a different episode than what I'm used to. I was planning on recording tomorrow. Uh, That was the whole entire goal. And a new opportunity came up, and I'm going to share that with you guys in a little while. And I just said, you know what? I just want to talk 49ers. <laughs> I just want to talk 49ers. And I just want to jump on and just chat with you guys and and ladies and kiddos, whoever's with us. I need football in my life. I'm going through a little bit of a withdrawal. I'm doing a lot of back work. I got some pretty cool stuff uh, that is beyond a full-time working for the 49ers. Um, I got a big project coming your way. I don't want to spill the beans yet because I, I want it to be a pretty cool unveiling. But... The work is I'm doing so much work behind the scenes and on writing and scripting and marketing and all this stuff for the 40 hours rush podcast. I just want to talk football, which is the reason why this podcast got started. So I'm going to jump on here today. And this is a question satchel. OK, a Q&A of just 49er stuff. So I need your help. And I see all the countdown crew people on there. That's what I'm talking about. I absolutely love it. Man, we're sitting at the 26th, uh, our first giveaway of the Javon Kinlaw drawing and some 49ers rush gear stuff goes uh, will be announced here in about four days. So, again, we're tallying all those countdown crew votes. Really appreciate that. Lots of people in there. I love that. But I need your help, whether you're on Hot Mic, whether you're on Periscope, whether you're on YouTube, I don't care what questions, no holds barred. You can even go long-term. You want to go outside the realm of football. That's okay, too. I want questions, okay? So just tag me in those, at John. Let's talk whatever it is you want to talk about. Let's just get some stuff out there, and let's have some fun together because 
what the heck is a podcast for if, you know, I'm sitting here working and the back of my mind, I was like, man, I just feel like talking 49ers. Uh, <laughs> so I don't have six pages of notes like I usually do. I'm just here to have fun with you guys and to talk about things. So I just really appreciate everybody joining us and all those things. And as those questions keep coming in, I'm seeing a bunch of those. I really appreciate that. Keep them coming. I uh, got a couple questions off of Twitter as well. But before I get into all those questions, here's the deal. Really excited. There's a new company out. Uh, it's called Vidsig. Vidsig.com. You want to hang out with Jerry Rice? They set up the opportunity tomorrow evening. This is really, really cool. Okay, so here's the deal. They're doing an online video chat with Jerry Rice, and we get to participate. It's, it's a really cool thing. So if you want to get an autograph of Jerry Rice, if you just want to talk with Jerry Rice for five minutes about whatever you want to talk to him about, if you want to ask him questions and you want to just chit-chat with Jerry Rice about football, that's an option. Okay, um, in this uh, video, the description feed, uh, the very first thing that you're going to see is a link, and it's vidsig, V-I-D-S-I-G.com, video signature, that's the idea. Um, go check that out. And what's happening tomorrow, okay, March, or sorry, May 28th at 6, uh, 6 o'clock PST time, okay, PM. Jay Rice is going to be on for about an hour and a half to two hours, and you can pick your slot, and you can chat, you can get an autographed picture, and all those things. And what's really cool about this, and a big reason why I want to talk about it today is, one, this helps out the podcast because I'm trying to create a way in which we can get Jerry on here, and we can talk football back and forth for you guys, and for myself, I'm selfish, let's be honest. Um, but if, if you do get one of these segments and you purchase one of those segments, they send you the video afterwards. So it, let's just say you want a jersey or you want to sign a, a picture or a football or whatever, right? Um, what's going to happen is whenever he's about, you'll sign up for a time slot. Like you'll pick tomorrow at like 6.08 p.m. And then once it's your time at 6.08 p.m., you're going to be FaceTiming with Jerry Rice himself, and he's going to be signing that autograph, and you get to say what's up, tell him who it's for, and all that stuff, and then they send you the video and the football afterwards. It's really, really cool. Uh, this is a brand new type of thing, Just and you know, the podcast is all about creating experiences and making the fan experience better. Uh, that, that's what it's about. You know, whenever we went down to Miami and we partied with Frank Gore and all the people that came out, uh, only positive things came back, and it was awesome. This is really cool. So uh, you want to have a chance to talk to the GOAT. This is your opportunity. Again, vidsig.com. Click on football, and then you go down to Jerry Rice. Joe Montana's on there as well, but he doesn't have a scheduled thing coming up soon. But this is a great company, um, and I full-heartedly put all of my support behind them. And on top of that, here's the deal. If you sign up for one of these things, I don't care if it's the smallest package, biggest package, whatever, I want you to shoot me an email that shows that you purchased one of those. I'm going to send you free 49ers rush gear on top of that. I'm going to get you a shirt. I'm going to get you some sunglasses and some stickers because I'm not making a penny off this. <laughs> what I'm trying to do is get Jerry Rice to you guys, and this is one of the ways that we're going to be able to accomplish that. So, again, uh, you know, obviously I got to do the ads to pay the bills sometimes. Zero pennies. I'm not making any money on this, okay? I'm doing this because I want to create a better podcast experience for you guys. So I'm trying to be as upfront uh, as possible, okay? Now, Having said that, and hopefully you guys head over there and do that, let's get into some questions real quick. And super excited about this. All right, here we go. From Marco himself. 
And this, he's, he's starting off rough from the start. <laughs> I can see it. That's okay. What would be the criteria you would consider acceptable from moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo? That's a tough question, man. I am a Jimmy Garoppolo supporter, uh, to say the least. I 100% believe he is the quarterback of the future, and I think that he has played in a way that I think he's a top probably 8 to 10 quarterback in the NFL, especially whenever you look at his his numbers uh, and his age. He's not old. He's 28 years old, and he's only had one full year of starting experience. Now let's look at the cap because I think this is where you have to start, Marco, and great question. 2019, you can't move on, but there is a potential out next year, okay? Um, so let's say, hypothetically, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get hurt. Um, his touchdown-to-interception ratio doesn't improve whatsoever, and he starts to look rattled. Um, and things just go bad. Let's say the 49ers go 8-8, eight and eight, which I really don't see happening, but let's just say the 49ers go 8-8. Eight and eight. I'm still not ready to move on yet. What if the 49ers go 6-10 and 10 and he's healthy the whole time? Well, we're probably going to get to see a little bit of Nick Mullins. But the thing that I do know, and this is what's key about Jimmy Garoppolo, he's 21-5 and five as a starter. He's not one of those guys that's always going to have eye-popping statistics. But let's say we go 6-10, and 10, it looks bad, he's throwing interceptions, he's, he's looking panicked, he starts to regress, whatever else, and let's say we got to move on. Okay, if we did have to do that, I'm pretty sure Grant Cohn asked that question, and that's okay. I love Grant, uh, even though I I hope you guys understand. He's trying to piss you off. You guys should know that, right? Like, Grant is Grant. <laughs> that's his goal. So if you want to feed the beast, feed the beast. I follow Grant. I, I ain't got no problem with him. I disagree on almost every one of his takes, but that's okay. Just understand who you're talking to <laughs> because he's doing that on purpose, and you are feeding into the beast. Now let's look at the contract. There is a potential out, which you're going to lose $20 million cap. So if we cut him, if we cut, let's say we're done, we can't trade this, we're just going to cut him. Um, if you do that pre-June pre next year, you're only losing $4 million, $4.2 million in 2020. It's really not that bad. You save $22 million cap space. Now, his contract is extremely favorable moving down the stretch. $26 million in 2020, $26.9 in 2021, $27 million in 2022. He's going to be one of the bottom-paid quarterbacks for 2021 and 2022. When he signed the contract, everybody's like, oh my gosh, how are you going to do this? Five years, $137 million. Nope, you got a bargain. Um, so I would say a 6-10 and 10 season where he's not injured. If he plays through injury, that's a whole other thing. And the interception number rises instead of stays the same or goes down. But even then, I'm going to be honest with you, Marco, I want to keep him. I'm pretty biased. Uh, that's, that's just what I want. Uh, that's just me. Uh, from George Padilla over on Hot Mike. Love it. John, what is the one thing you want to see a player or coach do differently this season? Oh, I want to focus on the coaching. I want Robert Sala to make adjustments in the first half. We didn't see that until week 17 against Seattle, I think, was the first time he made an adjustment first half. He was allowing teams to scheme against him in the first and second quarter, and he would make no adjustments. That's got to stop, okay? We have so many starters back. The entire starting secondary is back for its third year, okay? Um, you know, Emmanuel Mosley was with us. This is his third year with us. He wasn't starting all three years, but all the other guys have been. These players can handle it. 
And especially with all the Zoom meetings and stuff now, you're not doing stuff on the field. You should be able to implement a little bit more cerebrally, if that's a word. Um, I like that I messed up on that word, by the way. <laughs> Just shows you the intellect that's on this end. Um, but I, I think that's one of the things that I want to see big time. Um, I think that's key. And then let's go to the other side. Raheem Mostert. Let, let's talk about it. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I spent probably three hours yesterday just diving through Raheem Mostert analytics. I went through every single drive uh, during the season and after the season and just calculated how many times Raheem Mostert got zero carries on a drive, how many times he got one carry on a drive, how many times he got two-plus carries on a drive, and how many points came from that, how many results in punts, interceptions, turnovers. What I, I calculated all this stuff. And here's what it boiled down to, and this is – what I came to, okay? It's not even what I came to. These are 100% the numbers. On drives that Raheem Mostert receives zero carries, there's 109 of them, okay? 109 of those drives, which is way too many, the 49ers average 2.11 points per drive, okay? So what the hell does that mean, okay? On average, teams get about 10 to 11 drives per game. So you multiply that times 2.11, you're scoring about 21 points. Now let's jump to drives where Raheem Mostert got just one carry, not not more than one, just once. This is the statistical anomaly. 37 drives over the course of the season playoffs, Super Bowl, he only got one carry. And they averaged 3.56 points per drive. So you jump up a full point and a half, and you multiply that over 10 drives, that's 15 points difference. That is a huge jump. <laughs> now two carries, this only happened... You know, where he received only two carries per drive, that only happened 24 times, 2.87 points. So it drops a little bit. We're, we're getting a little bit more to the law of diminishing returns there. But then you get to this final one, and I think this is the key one. Three-plus carries in a drive, so three or more carries, 24 times has happened. He averaged four points a drive. You're doubling the point production when Raheem Mostert plays. And this is going to hurt a little bit. Raheem Mostert didn't get one carry in the first quarter of the Super Bowl. That's BS. <laughs> so, back to the question of what do I want to see the coaches do differently? I want Robert Sala to make first half adjustments. Don't wait for halftime. And I want way more, way more usage of Raheem Mostert, especially early. I'm not saying I want him to get 20 carries a game. Somebody, you know, subtweeted me and was like, oh, you can't give him 30 carries a game. I agree with you. I agree. But you sure as hell do not want Tevin Coleman getting 20 carries because that just doesn't work. Uh, it just doesn't work. And, and nobody wants that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, from Wes. Here we go. Uh, do you expect Brandon Ayuk to start at one of the wide receiver spots at the beginning of the year? No, I don't. Uh, I don't think that Brandon Ayuk starts until week three. We saw the exact same thing with Debo last year, and that was on a normal offseason. Uh, you know, for my Patreon members, I just finished this morning. I did a 30-minute uh, film session with Brandon Ayuk, and I'm as high on Brandon Ayuk as I've ever been right now because he's so freaking exciting. Whenever you watch his film, you just say, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I see it. I see it. And so that's kind of key. So I don't think Brandon Ayuk starts right away. I think that he will be phased in. I think that the starters week one are going to be Kendrick Bourne and they're going to be Debo Samuel. And again, there's only two because that's how I see it working. 
Um, now the third wide receiver, I think will be, you know, in slot situations going to be Trent Taylor early, just because he knows the system and has played so much in it. Now, just because Brandon Ayuk isn't starting, that does not mean that he is not going to be getting probably 20 snaps a game. And, you know, they're going to work him in slowly, just like what we saw with Debo last year. And he's going to determine the workload that he can handle. So pretty excited to see what that's going to look like. But I don't think IU starts from a quote-unquote starting standpoint. He's not going to be out there uh, snap one, the first game. But I think by week three, I fully expect that the two starters that will be out there on the first snap of the game to be Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel for, man, one of the youngest, if not the youngest wide receiver starters. I mean, you've got a sophomore and a rookie back there. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, to say the least, uh, it's it's just what it is. Uh, man, I I lo- I got this question a few times. This is from Guillermo. I'm sure I messed that up. Um, yes, at John, do you foresee the 49ers keeping three quarterbacks on the roster this season? Uh, this was another question as well. Um, asked by AAA Eric. Uh, does CJ Beathard finally get cut? And so you're both asking the same question, just phrasing it two different ways. And Kyle Shanahan believes in CJ Beathard. For a big reason, I don't. I, the one trait that CJ has more than probably any other NFL quarterback is that guy does not care if there is pressure coming. It's almost like he didn't get hugs as a kid and wants people to hit him because it makes him feel loved. Um, he's tough as hell, and you, I mean, you look at his college teammate, you know, <laughs> and roommate George Kittle. It makes sense. They're just tough as hell, and. I think Kyle expected to trade one of those two at some point last year, but with the offseason this year, something that we haven't seen in a long time, it just an overwhelming support in the market for quarterbacks. Cam Newton's still sitting out there at free agent. He's a free agent. Somebody could sign him at any point. Hasn't been signed. So for the first time ever in probably about 20 years, there's a surplus of quarterbacks available. Now, I think that that ends this year. Long way to your answer. Here's the deal. We're looking at Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, who's now on the hot seat, seat, whatever else. Uh, I mean, you can keep going. There's lots of Drew Brees. I didn't even mention him. Some of these quarterbacks are finally going to be pulled out of the quarterback market and retire. Uh, Maybe it's just one or two. We only saw Eli really retire this year. But that number is going to go up. So let's say five quarterbacks retire next year. Well, now you're starting to get back into the laws of scarcity and shortage, right? And so that's going to drive that price up. But this year, I just don't see how a team is going to offer anything for C.J. Beathard. I think a team would offer something for Nick Mullins, but I don't think the 49ers are trading Nick Mullins. So I personally would rather them cut um, CJ Beathard, let's say best case situation, you keep CJ for the entire year, okay, and he just rides the inactive list like he did in 2019. You might get a six rounder for him. I personally would rather use that roster spot for an extra defensive lineman or cornerback, uh, but that's just me. So I'm hoping we just keep two. And, you know, BDN, Nick Mullins, baby, love that dude, uh, but hopefully we don't have to use him again. But if he does step in, I have all the faith in the world in him. Um, yeah, uh, let's see here. Another quick question from Marco John. Uh, do you see Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd fitting into the wide receiver mix? If they're healthy, 100%. Those two guys. And what's what's so funny to me, Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd could not be more different 
physically, <laughs> size, whatever, play styles, but yet they're fighting for the same position, and that's that slot role. So you have Trent Taylor, who fits the traditional slot-type wide receiver, small, shifty, white guy, whatever else, you know, great in space and all those things. Then you have this huge, giant behemoth, uh, Jalen Hurd, that's just a size-speed freak. They're playing for the same spot. Now, if all is on par health-wise, and this is a big if, Jalen Hurd should win that. Uh, you invested a third-round pick in him. Even though you just took a wide receiver in the second round with Debo, you went back and double-dipped because you like this kid. And, man, I everybody knows I'm a Jalen Hurd guy. Um, I always have been. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen there. Um, and hopefully he's healthy. They're both going to be in the mix if they're healthy. They'll either be scratched, uh, you know, pup. That's going to be a possibility because they were injured last year and they've been on IR the whole time. So you you could just keep them there and put them on the pup list early. But if from all everything we're hearing, now you can take this with a grain of salt if you want to, but everything we're hearing says they're healthy finally. So if that's the case, I, I, th I think we're going to be all right with that. Now, real quick, this was a question on Twitter from Greg. He said, is Tom Compton good enough to start at right guard? No, I don't think he is. I think that Tom Compton is literally copy and paste what Mike per uh, Person was. I really do. Now, the difference is I felt like this coaching staff finally lost uh, confidence in Mike Person, uh, who's moved on. So Tom Compton is somebody that gives depth all across the line. He can play almost all five positions, which versatility. Stop me if you heard this before. This coaching staff, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they talk about it nonstop. It's the most important thing in the world to him. And I think that he's a backup. Ideally, you would have Daniel Brunskill as your starter, and I think that's what the front office and coaching staff want. Daniel Brunskill is going to get first shot at right guard position. Then you have Colton McKivitz, who you didn't know you were going to be able to draft him. Right, So you sign Tom Compton as a backup plan, and we've seen this front office do this, where they fill every single role on their depth chart before the draft, and then you can just kind of plug in whatever else. Well, I think Colton McKivitz is going to have a leg up in the competition for that right guard spot because they said that McKivitz is going to be playing all over the line, uh, both tackle and both guard spots. And so I, I think that's kind of the spot there. And Compton is going to be that kind of backup interior. I doubt he makes it. I really don't think that he will. If you're going to keep two centers, let's say you keep Western Richburg, who's coming back from his patella. Let's say you keep Ben Garland, who played great down the playoffs. I don't think there's any chance that either of those two get cut unless Western Richburg's injured, in which case he doesn't count as a roster spot anyway. You're keeping those two centers. Now, the increase in the collective bargaining agreement said we're going from 53 to 55, okay? So now you get to keep a couple extra guys, two extra guys, and one of them has to be an O-lineman. So there's a chance that we do keep um, it, an extra center and an extra guard and an extra tackle. I think that's what the coaching staff wants to do, but I don't think they keep an extra center, two extra guards, and an extra tackle. So I think Tom Compton's going to be the odd man out. His upside is the most limited of the entire group. Uh, you know, not a big fan of his film. Once we signed him, I went and started watching him. I got about five plays in, and I was like, ooh, let's go to a different game. This is a bad game. 
Got about five plays in. I was like, no, that was a worse game. And I was like, maybe it just started off unhealthy. Then I skipped to like later in the season. I was like, I'm not watching any more of this. Um, but he fits the mold in the fact that he's already played with Shanahan. Shanahan loves his players that stick around. Uh, so, so I don't think he's worthy of a start, Greg, to be honest with you. Um, but he's not a bad third string guard. <laughs> um, if Tom Compton end up getting starting snaps for this team, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a concern. But Kyle Shanahan doesn't care about cards, so I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't either. I don't know. He, he never drafts them. All right, next question that Greg had, and I like this. Um, I'll, I'll leave the first part out. Does signing the new defensive backs coach mean that Robert Sala may incorporate more man coverages? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. Now, the first hire, you know, you go back from Jeff Halfley. Then you move on to Joe Woods, who was great. They decided to switch up the safety position because they didn't have a true deep safety. They didn't have it, the single high safety, and they wanted to be more multiple and not as predictable just from a defensive scheme. That worked really well. All throughout 2019, they were switching them back and forth, and it didn't matter if the backups were in there. There were, you know, there was a time period where Tarvarius Moore was back there, and he was on the line. Then he was back deep. Then Marcel Harris goes in. Guess what? He's playing free. Then he's down on the line as well. So I think that stays. Um, I don't think that we're going to go to more man. Um, I, I just don't see why. We don't have good man corners. Uh, Richard Sherman obviously is, and Emmanuel Mosley maybe, but you look past that, I, I don't think we want to see very much of that. I, I just don't think we are. I think it's going to be much more status quo. I do wish we got less predictable in the fourth quarter, and I think this is what kind of hurt us in the Super Bowl and a couple different late games whenever you're talking about the Seahawks going uh, to overtime and all these things. We just got a little too, too predictable and stayed in our base uh, personnel. Um, or nickel personnel. I, I shouldn't focus too much on personnel, but we didn't spice things up later in the games. Uh, Robert Sala likes to go with some scripted kind of exotic blitzes and coverages early. We don't see it much in the fourth quarter, especially when the game's on the line. He, he kind of holds it back. So I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him switch it up a little bit more in the fourth quarter and not be so predictable. So I, I do like that. I do like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's get into just a couple questions on YouTube. Let's jump over there. All right. Oh, from the one and only Barack O'Niner, who is always bringing the positivity. Um, when are you going to have a live call in so that I could talk crap live? Uh, <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. And maybe I need to set something like that up. Um, I haven't done that yet, but uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I know Ron Bo Sports, who I'm a huge fan of, love that guy. Uh, he does the call-in shows, and it's much more kind of back and forth. Uh, but maybe I need to institute that and give uh, give Barack a chance to jump in here and yell at me and cuss at me. He's, he's pretty good at that in the comments section. Uh, from Nick, what player is more important to the success of this season? Jarek McKinnon, Jalen Hurd, or Javon Kinlaw? Man, he went with all J's. Dang. Jarek, Jalen, and Javon. You got to go Javon Kinlaw. But this list, uh, Nick, uh, this is an awesome article idea. Uh, I want to write this almost. These three guys represent so much of what Kyle Shanahan and John Lentz are. Jarek McKinnon. Textbook definition of the perfect running back in this Kyle Shanahan outside zone scheme. He paid all that damn money to go get this guy because he fit it. Why can't we see it? <laughs> it's like giving somebody a Christmas present and then telling them, wait two years before you open it. 
Jarek McKinnon, and you know, for the people I do dynasty and fantasy stuff for Eat Sleep Fantasy as well, just finished it up a draft yesterday, and I took Jarek McKinnon with my second to last pick. It's a super deep league, and if Jarek McKinnon's healthy, you better watch out. I love the workout videos he's been putting out there, and you know, his footwork is it's on fire. I, I don't know how else to say that, but you watch the dude's ready. And the dude is, he's primed for something. I, I really do. I, I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be huge. Jalen Hurd, we already talked about, but Javon Kinlaw, he's going to be a starter no matter what. You know, we talked about Brendan Ayuk starting. I don't think he does week one. Javon Kinlaw starts snap one week one, no questions asked. You plug and play that guy. Okay, and it's going to be fun to watch because he's going to wreak havoc, and it's going to change the tone of the defense. DeForest Buckner's great. Nobody wants to talk bad about DeForest Buckner. I'm not going to either, but he's a finesse three technique. He's finesse. His best move is a swim move. He goes around. Javon Kinlaw is not swim moving anybody. I think I saw two in eight games that I watched. I think I saw two successful swim moves. He tries it every now and then, but it doesn't work. He is a bull rush guy that weighs 35 pounds more than DeForest Buckner. He's not going to move. Those running lanes are going to be problematic. I'm just telling you for opposing offenses. So Javon Kinlaw is the answer there for sure. Um, let's stay right here. I like this. Uh, Nick, one more question here. Are you more concerned about Shanahan's play calling in the regular season or in the playoffs slash Super Bowl? It's weird because Kyle Shanahan understands that they can win passing and they can win running. And we saw examples of both in the regular season. And, and, and I, I think that I love that. The problem is, how do I phrase this? When things go wrong, you can see Shanahan get pissed. And when things go really wrong, you see Shanahan get irate to the point where he just won't run the ball anymore. You go to those Arizona games where they stack the box. He came out at halftime and basically said, not running the ball. <laughs> no more. We are just throwing the ball. I don't care. Just throwing the ball. It's like he ripped all of that out of his playbook. That's got to go. That's got to go. And he's been calling plays for a long time, but he's still a very, very young head coach. He's got to stay a little bit more calm and collected and stick with the multiplicity of his offense. You can't go one-sided. You can't go one-sided. We saw that in the Super Bowl whenever he gave up on the run game and just started throwing it like crazy despite the fact that you're running for over five yards a carry. Um, so that's one of the things. So I don't think it's so much about playoffs, Super Bowl, or whatever. I think it's when the game is on the line, he has a tendency, and I might be sounding negative here. I'm not trying to be negative. I, th I, I choose Kyle Shanahan as head coach if every single person, you put every coach in a pot, I get to pick any head coach I want, I'm picking Kyle Shanahan. It's who I want. And the reason why I want him is because of how he calls plays in his offense. But I'm also not going to sit here and blow smoke and say, oh, he's the greatest ever. He's not. Can he be? Oh, yeah. It's not perfect. And whenever he gets into those things where he just makes it one-sided, that scares me. I don't like that. But one of my favorite things, and I think it was the first time he played the Packers. We were just past midfield, trying to get into field goal range, and it was third and four. And we had been pass heavy at that point. 
And he just called a simple give to Raheem Mostert off the left. I think it was the B or C gap. And he took it to the house. And I think that's what you have to maintain. And that's just one example. And again, I only know that off the top of my head because I just went through so much Raheem Mostert film. It was fun, by the way. That guy, he's fun. You have to keep defensive guessing. And whenever you make your offense one-dimensional, no matter how good it is, whether it's just running or whether it's just passing, you've got to shake it up a little bit. Um, And so that's one of the things that I wish we would change just a little bit. Couple more questions here, Mr. Superfly87. Awesome screen name. I know you talked about Jimmy G already, but do you think he'll take a step forward finally after having a full season under his belt? And I, I think you answered the question right there perfectly. This dude has had one season, one season as a starter. Baker Mayfield, who sucks by the way, has had more starts than he has than Jimmy Garoppolo. This guy is basically a third season quarterback. Except he's 28, and he sat and he learned. And I I think great things are ahead for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't have to do anything different. Just one, protect the ball more. Like, if you could just copy and paste. I got him right here. Let's talk about this. If you could just copy and paste what his stats are for this season, you would be so happy if you just changed one little bitty thing. And that's the interceptions. 13 interceptions is too many, okay? Um, It's too many. But you look at what he did, 13-3, and that's great. 69.1, nice. Uh, Completion percentage, that's amazing. Almost threw for 4,000 yards. He was shy by 22 yards, 27 touchdowns. All those numbers, all those numbers are great. The two numbers that are bad, 13 interceptions, 36 sacks. Now, you want to, let, let's peek into the opposite side here and let's talk about some negatives of Jimmy Garoppolo. One, if his first read's not there, he can survey the field. But if that first read's not there and there's pressure in his face, he struggles. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo's much better with pressure, pressure off the edge than there is pressure in the middle. Now, typically, that's a critique that you have for shorter quarterbacks. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not short. He doesn't fit in that mold. But, you know, you talk, Drew Brees is very famous and he, he says repeatedly, I don't like pressure in my face. I don't like it. Um, he's shorter. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the same thing. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo minds pressure in his face as long as the read that he starts on, he can anticipate an opening. He's fine with it. He'll stay in and take the hit. We've seen that repeatedly. But whenever Jimmy Garoppolo is on his first read, First read doesn't get open and there's pressure in his face, his eyes drop. And that's a problem, okay? Because he'll try to get open and that's where the fumbles happen, all those things. So he's definitely got some areas that I do want him to improve on. Um, But it's, I like him. He's going to improve. I think that there's no reason to look at his stats and the trajectory that Jimmy Garoppolo's on that would suggest anything different. I don't think that we could say that. So I, I think great things are ahead f- from him and the running game improving with, you know, Trent Williams over there. I, I think it's only going to make it better. Um, from Barack here, uh-oh, I think we've got an honest question from Barack. He even said honest question. Is it possible to maybe make Mike Shanahan offensive coach in the Skybox? I think everybody would love that. Uh, I think Mike Shanahan is the reason why it won't happen. You got to let your son do it, and you got to let your son figure it out. Now, I think that Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan definitely talk through things. 
and they work through things, that's for sure. But during the game, man, that'd create a whole different dynamic. If you're one of the coaches on the headset, and I've been on those headsets, they're they're the most rated R <laughs> video chat or audio, whatever. I mean, coaches lose their cool. Now, that's going to change the mindset of every coach that's on the headset whenever daddy and son start going back and forth. And when Kyle puts down the iron fist and says, hey, Robert Sala, get him out. Talking about Akella Witherspoon, no more. He's done, right? And pull him off. It's a little harder to do whenever the dad's on the on the other end of the line listening in. And so personally, would, we, would the 49ers benefit with Mike Shanahan? Hell yeah. Yeah, he's great. But I don't think that we're going to see that. I just don't think it's really a possibility. Um, but the, I do like the idea of it, though. The Kiffins used to do that. Monty Kiffin, but uh, his son, uh, who we just lost, uh, went to uh, with the Browns with Joe Woods. Chris Kiffin, but it's interesting. That would be that would be fun. That would be it'd be fun to listen in on those calls, and I wish fans could do that. Uh, but anyway, take that for what you want. But anyway, guys, that's gonna do it for us here. Hopefully, you enjoyed that. that was Thirty-five minutes of just talking back and forth. That was fun. I, I think we need to do this a little bit more often. I really do appreciate all your questions. And again, can't stress this enough. Head over to vidsig v i d s i g dot com. Go check those things out with Jerry Rice. And if you buy something. Man, email me or tag me on Twitter, uh, something, because I want to get you some extra stuff. I'm going to send you a T-shirt, um, some 49ers Rush glasses, and some stickers your way. Uh, you can email me, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman. But uh, this is huge. You get to hang out with Jerry Rice. And one of the things that I like about what they have on there, they have a video shout-out where you can script what you want Jerry to say, and then he's going to record the video and send it to you. So I know graduation, I'm a t- I teach seniors. Man, if, if you know somebody that's graduating high school or college that's a huge 49ers fan, how cool would it be to get a video shout-out from Jerry Rice saying, hey, Jeff, happy graduation, man. Really excited for you, proud of you. Good luck going off to college. Uh, this is Jerry Rice and whatever. Man, you could you could script that out, send it to him. Jerry Rice will read that, send you the video. What a cool gift idea! This is all I, I'm. Whatever. I wish my my son's not graduated yet, but I'm getting some ideas in the back of my head already. So uh, if you do that again, vidsig.com. Really appreciate it. It helps out the podcast. And remember also, we have a countdown crew giveaway taking place this week. So here are some details on the Countdown crew if you haven't heard, and that's going to do it for us today. All right, guys, just want to remind you of the Countdown crew. Um, I'm trying to find creative ways to give things away <laughs> to the loyal listeners that show up. Episode in, episode out, doesn't matter when it is. So here's the deal, guys. If you haven't participated in this before, here's what you do. When the Countdown starts, okay, whether this is on YouTube, Hot Mike, Periscope, wherever, When the countdown is up, that first 30 seconds before the podcast starts, I need you to start lighting up those comments, okay? And what's going to happen at the end of every month, I'm going to keep track. Whoever gets the most and all those things, I'm going to pick one or two people. I'm going to be giving away t-shirts, 49ers rush gear, stickers, uh, perhaps even uh, let you be jump on the pod, uh, tell people your story, how you became a 49ers fan, something along those lines. But the countdown crew is huge. So again, for our live listeners, make sure you hit subscribe and that notification bell, wherever it is you listen. 
And again, that first 30 seconds, that's the countdown crew. I need you guys in there. I need you to bring in energy because I feed off that. And I think usually whenever we have shows with a lot of people on early, those are always my favorite uh, podcasts to do. So I need your help. Uh, the countdown crew, again, get some free stuff. And I'm going to be sending that out to you. For those of you that do listen traditional podcast ways, I understand you don't have a way to do that. Um, but I'm going to try to find some new creative ways to get you guys active in that as well. And again, I got I got a lot of stuff I got to give away. So. So help us out there. That is the Countdown Crew. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you guys so much. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.